0: hello welcome back to tay rock rockin well the podcast i'm your host taylor rockwell and this is episode two uh kind of interesting okay so last week i actually did record a podcast and the podcast was supposed to be named breaking up with your ego and it was a good podcast kind of it was 53 minutes and i recorded it at two in the morning And then the next day I didn't want to put it out and I kind of was like reflecting why don't I want to put out this podcast and kind of, I mean, if you think about this podcast, it's kind of weird. I sit in a room by myself and I just start talking and I, for my first episode, I wrote a script, a light script of things, like points I wanted to touch on and things I wanted to address and i did that for the second podcast breaking up with your ego well the one that i didn't put out this is technically the second podcast anyway so i did write a script and this script i had a lot to say and it was almost 10 pages and it was very detailed and i knew um i knew i wanted to cover an array of topics and it's ironic because the podcast was called breaking up with your ego And that is a lesson that I did learn and something that I did put a lot of time and energy into. However, I did some reflecting and I'm asking myself, why don't I want to put out this podcast? And the answer is, I felt like it was really ego-based. Ironic, I know. I'm telling everyone to break up with their ego and I didn't want to put it out because I felt as if it was too ego-heavy. And so I've been thinking about it a whole other week. And... Here's the thing. I was super stressed. I, you know, was like, I'm going to make a podcast and I'm going to put out episodes every single week. That's, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to talk about all these lessons I've learned. And I'm, I'm just going to just talk about like anything and everything. Right. And I'm super excited. And episode two, (laughs) literally the second episode I go to, I don't want to put it out. And that, I mean, I'm asking myself, why don't I want to put it out? And a lot of things come up of people are going to obviously judge me. And that's fine, right? Like, you're going to judge this podcast. I judge every podcast I listen to in the first 30 seconds if I'm going to continue listening or not. And so, I guess I put pressure on myself that, like, I have to entertain people. And I have to have a a clear point, a clear message, and it needs to be a full introduction, the meat and bones in the middle, and a conclusion at the end, and bring it full circle, and so that's what I kind of had intentions of doing, and I did that in the second podcast, and I realized, wow, this doesn't, this doesn't sound good, because it's almost too scripted, I almost had too much of a clear vision, and I was just kind of going on rants that I felt like I couldn't go on because it wasn't relating back to the topic that I wanted to speak on, which was the ego. And so anyway, moral of the story, here I am, episode real two. This is the real episode two that I have full intentions of releasing. And there's no script in front of me. There's zero script. I'm looking at a black a black screen right now with little red marks taking in my voice recording. So. We're gonna try it i you know episode one went well i felt like oh speaking of i need to address this i got a ton of very very nice and kind messages and i just want to say if you're one of those people who reached out or kind of shared a little bit of your own personal journey with me and opened up a little bit uh that means so much to me i really really appreciate it and i didn't expect that at all i kind of i kind of don't even know who's listening i can see the numbers behind the doors of like you know how many listeners i'm getting and like kind of like what platforms they're listening on but i have no idea who's listening right it could be it could be anybody. (laughs) And so when people do reach out and they actually kind of tell me how they thought or like any feedback on the podcast, I really appreciate that. So thank you if you were one of those people. So I do want to, you know, kind of redo episode two and talk about the ego, but with no script in front of me this time. And so breaking up with my ego was something that I, at the beginning of quarantine, I decided I wanted to do and this is something I've never done before. Um, When I think about my ego, really, I know that like everybody's gonna have an ego no matter what, right? Like that's just, that's just part of who we are. But when I'm referring to my ego, I'm referring to my toxic ego. So throughout this podcast when I talk about breaking up with my ego, I guess what I really mean is breaking up with my toxic ego. And by toxic, I just mean like, The ego that really controls me in a negative light, in a way that makes me act in ways where I feel it's just a negative act, really. And so I I wanted to take the time to break up with my ego at the beginning of quarantine, and I started this journey um, almost a year ago, right? It's almost been a year since all of quarantine started. And how I did this originally was I started journaling and I would journal by making three columns. And the first column, I would label who I am. And then the second column, I would label who I want to be. And then the third column, I would label how I'm going to be that person. And For an example, as much as my ego (laughs) doesn't want to admit this on the podcast, I'm going to just disregard that ego and say something that I once wanted to work on, and that was I didn't want to gossip slash talk badly about others anymore, because that's something I felt like I was engaging a lot in. because, well, there's no excuse, but just at my job, a lot of drama was happening. And so it was just easy to, con- to just talk about others. And there was just a lot of like, I don't know, <laughs> negative energy, I guess. And so that started to just become heavy in my life. And I remember this as like one of the first things I really, really wanted to work on. That's something that I'm glad I put the time and energy to work on because now I'm so much more aware of this action. So, for example, in the first column, I would write who I am and that's just how I perceived myself. So, I would say I am somebody who talks poorly about others and talks badly slash gossips and puts negative energy out into the world. And as harsh as that sounds, it's hard to write that. It really is, especially when you are who I am and you're writing these negative things about yourself. But that was, in my eyes, the way I was going to break up with my journey. my ego was just to be honest on this journey and really dedicate and commit to change. Okay, so I would write that. And then in the next column over, I would write who I want to be. And this is where you really, you know, can fluff up the situation and kind of have enlightenment. And I would say, I want to be someone who doesn't talk poorly about others and doesn't engage in gossip. And then... I would put action behind that and then in the third column, I would write how I'm going to get there, okay? And how I'm going to get there is when someone is talking poorly about somebody to me, I am not going to agree or shake my head or give uh uh-huh, mm-hmm or any comments of such. Instead, I'm going to just not engage and i know that sounds weird because you're like how do you just not engage and i kid you not when people talk bad about someone and they're going on and on and on they don't even notice what you're saying okay because half the time i just disregard anything or i'll just like bring up another topic and it's like easy to switch the switch the conversation over and so i would write this every week i would just journal and journal until i felt as if i no longer was somebody who talked badly or poorly or gossiped about others and then once i once i kind of conquered that goal of mine or that who i now want to be i moved on to the next thing that i felt as if my ego drove me um which is you know something that i felt was that I was doing negative in my life that I no longer wanted to do and I wanted to put effort and change into and really start building the character I want to be. I know that it sounds easier said than done because it is. You know, I, I thought back in the first episode, a lot of my ego that I was talking about when I was saying I felt like that podcast was really ego-based was I was talking a lot about my past, and I was talking about my hometown, and to just kind of shed some light on my hometown, it's kind of a small town, uh, it's not like home on the range vibes, but it's definitely like, if you go to the grocery store, you're gonna see your cousin, your aunt, your ex-boyfriend's mother, and your best friend from kindergarten type of vibes, um... like it's kind of like everybody knows everybody and in some way if you talk to any stranger you're gonna find out common denominators of people you know or whatever and so growing up in this environment i didn't i didn't know anything different than that world that was the world i grew up in i lived there until i was 18 born and raised right this i feel as if played a lot to they just played a lot on my upbringing and for example i just think high school middle school and those main stages of my development and trying to build my character uh, uniqueness wasn't necessarily mm, desired it was kind of like the best way i can describe my hometown is like if you're not doing things traditionally you're doing things wrong and and so growing up um See, this is where I feel like I'm trying not to put my ego because I kind of feel like I know where I'm from, and even though I've done so much work and I've grown so much since then, I a part of me wants to be like, uh, I'm not, I'm not like that anymore. Like I once was like that, but I'm not anymore. And I feel like saying those words is like kind of ego-based in itself, and that's half the reason I didn't want to put out my first recorded version of this episode. So I'm trying hard not to make those same mistakes. But at the same time, I have grown a lot since I've moved out from my hometown. I've lived in a lot of different states since then, and I've moved to a lot of different cities, I've met a lot of different people, and I've met a whole new perspective, and I've seen, I've just kind of seen life in different bubbles, you know? I realized that my hometown was a huge freaking bubble, and now I'm out of that bubble, and when i kind of go back and visit or when i talk to people from that town i'm kind of just like oh you're still stuck in that bubble and i don't mean that in an offensive way i mean that's an offensive comment to make but i mean okay so going back (laughs) uh, this is when i do wish i had a script in front of me going back to the high school thing um an example that i gave in my first podcast was that i remember the dress code specifically um in high school they were really strict on the girls in particular about you know put your hands down to your legs and make sure that your shorts go past your arms when they're pressed up against your legs and that your sleeves have at least three finger length of clothing covering your shoulders and midriff was never allowed and just weird weird dress codes that we're just kind of degrading towards women, and I didn't realize played such a huge role on my upbringing until, you know, until now. And I use this example because that's one thing where I felt like, you know, obviously there's a lot of reasons that schools have dress codes, okay? So aside from that, I'm just trying to explain my, my own perspective from having this dress code and how it kind of built my ego, okay? When I was in high school, because of these kind of dress codes that were presented and enforced, I never cared to even buy shorts at the store. I always bought the pants, I always bought the long sleeves, and most importantly, I never ever wanted to show my midriff. That was never an option. And I don't know why exactly at the time that that was going on I mean at the time I thought I was just following the rules but then when I got to be an adult and I moved to college I realized even even today I like to wear pants long sleeve or jackets or anything that covers my body a lot and what I realized is that women mostly who would wear like the shorter shorts at school and then you know get called to the principal's office or would wear like you know crop tops that were tight or whatever i noticed quickly that gossip would go around the school and people would kind of label that woman as like a whore a slut they would say just derogative things and just kind of talk poorly behind her back and so what this put into my head was I never can wear shorts and crop tops and tight clothing because then people will label me as a whore and people will label me as a slut and I didn't as a as a kid in high school that's not the reputation you want at all (laughs) and so I stayed far from those clothing because I didn't want to be represented i didn't want a rep a reputation like that but then when i got to when i got to college it's like that dress code's no longer enforced but the perception of that clothing is still lives within me i still feel as if i can't wear certain clothing because i don't want now my society to deem me as negative words that i don't feel like are appropriate with my with me really but I remember distinctly so uh, my hometown is about two hours south from denver and so when i went to college um, i went i went downtown denver and that's where i attended university and then shortly after i moved to south carolina and then i moved to virginia and then i lived and now i moved to san diego where i live today and when i say moving (laughs) first off moving to the city in denver was like my dream all i wanted as a kid was just to live in a city. I don't know what it was, but living in a city was just like my dream. That's all my little high school heart desired. And so that's what I gave myself. I only applied to universities that were in downtown locations because that's where that was my only out or my only excuse to move downtown, I guess. So that's what I did. And boy, was it a culture shock from going from a small town to then a city. I was, like, amazed. And, you know, bring it back to, like, the clothing thing. I loved living in the city because nobody cared about me. And, like, I mean that in the nicest way. I would walk down the street and nobody would look at me. Nobody would even notice I was there. And it was just because everybody was too busy doing their own thing to give a shit about me. Oh, gosh. Am I going to cuss on this podcast? Uh... If I, if I cuss, then I have to put a little E next to the podcast that says explicit. Mm, okay, it's fine. I'm just going to do it. I said it. It's in the moment. Okay, anyway. So, I guess if we're cussing on this podcast. Sorry, mother, grandmother, everyone listening. I apologize. Anyway, okay. So, in the city... This is why I need a script, you guys. I don't know. Let me know if you like this style better or if you like a script because I really need to know what you guys prefer <laughs> um, because I don't know which I prefer yet. Anyway, so I'm living in the city and nobody cares what I'm wearing. Nobody cares. Nobody's looking at my outfit. Nobody is even noticing what I'm wearing. And right away, I remember feeling this freedom of being like, whoa, I really can be anybody I want to be here because nobody knows who i am it's a fresh start i don't have this small town city everyone knowing things about me i can kind of control my narrative a little bit more and then when i moved to south carolina another huge culture shock wow that that's a whole other episode and then when i moved to virginia again just like meeting new people and meeting learning how cities operate and kind of what are the social norms in these cities and kind of adapting to these social norms And so with that, then I moved to San Diego. And I remember this moment so, so clearly. Um, I was going to gyms. That's kind of the first thing. I moved to San Diego by myself, by the way. Uh, I didn't move with my husband. I lived in San Diego for 13 months before my husband met me here. Um, And that was because he had a 13-month work obligation that he had to attend. So I moved to San Diego all by myself. And so... Uh you know, that's an experience in itself. Moving to a city by yourself is like boy, like not knowing anybody, not having family members near, not even having friends near, kind of really just being alone and starting fresh is like the that's like whoa, you're starting fresh at that point. So anyway, so I'm I, I started going to gyms and I'm noticing right away like the dress code for girls at gyms is just like sports bra and leggings, sports bra, shorts, sports bra, leggings, like that's that's the attire and here i am coming in with like my leggings and obviously i'm wearing a sports bra underneath my long sleeve t-shirt, Um, because at my hometown, if you were a woman that walked into, and you know what, this is my own perception, okay? If you are still living in my hometown, or you know where I'm from, or whatever, like, you might think differently, and that's fine. Obviously, that's fine. So, just kind of take everything I say with a grain of salt, as this is my own perception of our hometown, right? But at our hometown, if you were a woman, and you walked into the gym, and you were wearing just a sports bra and some shorts everyone's staring at you everyone's you know the boys are giving you weird looks and the girls are rolling their eyes and again you get marked with these weird labels of being a whore being a slut like just being promiscuous i don't know it was just really weird But then I get to San Diego and everybody's rocking a sports bra and leggings and nobody's looking at them. No girls are giving them the rolling of the eyes. No guys are giving them weird looks because everybody's wearing it. It's the standard dress code. And I was like so infatuated by this. I'm like, are you serious? Like nobody cares. And like, how freeing is this? So I'm like, I want to give it a try okay (laughs) and i remember this so perfectly i'm in my apartment and oh gosh i'm in my apartment i'm wearing black leggings and a neon yellow green sports bra and i'm like (laughs) kind of like nervous i'm like all right just just you're gonna walk into that gym and you're gonna be confident and you're not gonna care what other people are thinking and you're you're just gonna you're everybody you know i'm like telling myself like everybody wears this no one's gonna notice you taylor (laughs) and i'm like kind of giving myself like a pep talk in my head and so part of this journey that i was like kind of forcing myself to do was like i'm not only i didn't want the awkward like taking off the jacket or taking off my shirt or hoodie at the gym. I wanted to arrive to the gym already prepared. So I didn't bring a shirt or a jacket or anything to cover myself up. I'm just wearing my leggings, my sports bra, and I leave my apartment like that. And boy, do I feel like... <laughs> I don't even... I feel like some fish bait on a hook just throwing myself out in the ocean. I felt so exposed. I was like, Tayrock, what are you doing? Is I was nervous, okay? So anyway, I walk out my apartment, I walk the door, I'm pretty nervous. I'm looking left and right. I feel like I'm doing some scandalous shit right now. Oh god, I said it again. Okay, anyway, I feel like I'm doing some scandalous shit right now. And I walk to my car, I pass some people outside, I say good afternoon, I pet a dog. No one, no one cares. I'm like noticing that no one's treating me any different. And I'm like, okay, you got this. So then anyway... I get to the gym, right? And I open the door and I immediately am telling myself, shoulders up, chin up, walk with a straight back, walk with confidence, don't let anybody know, don't grab on your elbows, don't grab on yourself, like be confident. I'm walking in with my airpods in, I'm like putting my favorite hype song on because I need it, like believe me, I need it. And so anyway, I start working out. And I immediately find comfort because the women around me are wearing the same thing I am. And I immediately find comfort in this. I'm like, okay, you know, like, they're not going to know this is your first time, Taylor. No one's going to know. Like, you know, all they know is that you've lived in San Diego your entire life and you know the dress code. Okay. And so I do my workout. I feel good about it, obviously working out in a leggings and a sports bra has never been more comfortable. I don't know if you've ever taken an indoor cycling class, but it gets so hot and you're sweating like you're sweating like a waterfall, girl. And so I was wearing sports bra and leggings, and I've never been more comfortable and I never felt more free. And believe me, since that day on, that's all I've ever worn at my workouts because a i feel normal i feel and when i mean i feel normal is mean i feel accepted i'm meeting the dress codes of my city's norms and i don't feel judged by it and i just feel comfortable and i feel like i'm fully embracing myself my self-identity that's probably something that i would have done earlier on if i didn't feel like it had a st- like you know a stigma behind it and so that, that's interesting to me when I reflect on my ego and when I reflect on letting my ego drive me in a negative way and kind of self-identity, ident- self right? And it's kind of awkward because I'm talking about like a high school version of me who's obviously like a minor, so it's a little bit different to like, you know, be like, yeah, maybe minors shouldn't be wearing stuff like that or maybe they should. I don't know. I don't make the rules, but all I know is that my own journey and my own, you know, way that I grew up. And, you know, it kind of makes me sad in a way to think how insecure that I was growing up simply because of, you know, social norms within my city. And I never took the time to think about, you know, when I was in, when I was 16, 17, 18, I never took the time to think about what I actually wanted to wear or I never looked as clo- looked at clothing as a way of self-expression. Never. I never did. I just wore anything that would make me fit in and anything that was the right thing to wear. And I guess that's just kind of maybe a high school thing, maybe a small town vibe thing. I don't know. But it wasn't until i kind of broke out of that city and out of that mindset and started surrounding myself with people where i felt like i could be me and now that i'm in san diego like i've i've found my people like I feel like I wish I would have lived in San Diego my entire life, but at the same time, not really, because I've learned a lot in all the places I've lived. But what I mean is like, I've finally found my people, people that I want to surround myself with. The other day I was listening to a podcast. Oh gosh, what was his name? Okay, I'll edit in his name right now. His name was Chase Hero. Okay, so I was listening to this podcast, right? And the podcast was about this man who i believe went to jail or prison and then he kind of had like a rough start basically and then now he's a millionaire and so they're interviewing him and they're like oh my gosh how did you become a millionaire from going to being in the prisons to now you're a millionaire and do you have any advice and one thing that he really mentioned that stuck out to me like a sore thumb was he said whatever hometown you're born in he said leave and he was like, no one is born into where, like, no one's born with their people, you have to go out and find those people, and he goes, surround yourself with people that are like you, or make you the better version of you, and um, this is so important, and he's going on and on, and I'm sure once I You know, put his name in this podcast. You can look him up and kind of build your own opinion about him. But I thought that was interesting because I don't want to talk poorly about my hometown, but (sighs) leaving that place was the best thing I have ever done. And when I, I say that, I mean, it sounds negative, but I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about their hometown. I mean, honestly, I can't be the only one. And it's just like, when I say that I was living in a bubble, I I truly was living in a bubble. Just like I'm living in a bubble now. I'm living, instead of living in the Colorado bubble, I'm living in the California bubble. And it's just a bubble that I can relate to more. It's a bubble that I want to be in. Versus before, I wasn't really sure what bubble I wanted to be in. I was just there and I was just floating around. I didn't, I never thought where I could live. I never thought what other people... other lives people were living elsewhere and it wasn't until i started moving to all these different places where i started to think like oh wow i really was living in a bubble life is different every every city i've lived in every state i've lived in has been so dramatically different from one another that it made me realize like i've almost been living like living a lie in a way everything that i thought was right maybe not be- maybe isn't even right. and things that i thought were wrong may not even be wrong. it kind of made me start to think about who i am and who i want to be. because i never took the time to think about that. that, in a way, is kind of why i get insecure or maybe why i didn't want to put out last week's podcast. is just because i- (laughs) i don't know how to say it. and maybe other people feel this way. But I feel as if I've done a lot of growing and I know who I am, but in a way I feel like I have to hide who I am and kind of like put on a show. And that is exactly what I don't want this podcast to be. I do not want it to be another show, another ego, another character that I've created that I have to, you know, maintain. And by mean character, I just mean like this sounds silly. All right, but it's the truth. My my Instagram, for instance, okay? It's a pretty Instagram. I must admit, it's it make like it looks like a scrapbook. I love my Instagram. I really do. I pretty vibrant colors, whatever. But when I mean like another character I've had to maintain is just I feel like if you were to go to my Instagram, I feel like you wouldn't know much about me and it's cuz I just don't really open up, I've created this persona that's just kind of like, oh yeah, look at the sunset and like, oh yeah, here are my dogs. Like, I don't know. It's just like this weird persona where I don't really feel like I'm being myself, but I'm not not being me. I'm just kind of like posting. I don't know. But then I created my Plants and Pilates business account. And on there, it's a lot more lifestyle based. It's about growing plants, strengthening your body, and evolving your mind. And so it was a good platform and an opportunity for me to start, you know, vocalizing some of my opinions and just kind of like vocalizing the lifestyle that I live and that I want to build a community around and on this platform is the first taste where i was like wow i can kind of just be myself online like even though i'm creating a brand and the brand is not really about me it's like P- plants and pilates is very much her own identity and she's already building a team it's not just me behind it anymore it's uh, you know a few other people so you know plants and pilates yes i'm the kind of the face of the company it's she's her own identity but in the initial stages i was able to talk about things like meditation or manifestation or just lifestyle in general and the more i started to be able to be myself or start saying messages that i cared about on a different platform the more i realized i'm not myself on other platforms and when i think about why am i not myself on these other platforms it's just because i've created a persona that i feel the need to upkeep for whatever reason i feel that way i feel like i can't just post pictures that i would kind of want to post because they don't really match the aesthetics of my instagram and i know that might sound silly like it really does and i don't really know how to break it I always, I always get courage, okay? I'm like, I'm gonna post, (laughs) it's just silly, like, I'm like, I'm gonna post something that I wanna post, and I'll get, like, you know, the confidence and courage to do it, and then I immediately just, just, it doesn't feel good in my heart, like, right, immediately after, I just wanna, like, take it down and, like, I don't know what that is, I really don't, um, I should probably dive deeper in it, and let me know if you have any experience, because I wanna know, but that's really what drove me to build this podcast. I wanted a place to just be me. And so, you know, the lesson that I learned after last week is like, I quickly found myself recording episode two and building a persona and building an ego like this podcast needs to be perfect and i can't just go on these rants and i can't be script free because i need to entertain people and i need people to perceive me this way and like i i don't want to say the wrong thing and i need to say enough of the right things like i need to relate to a array of audiences and all this pressure that nobody's putting on me but myself I started to feel stressed about last week's podcast and I quickly started to put my podcast in like a negative light and something that was draining me really quickly and that is something that I'm just working hard on not letting happen because at first I was so energized by the idea of having a podcast I was so excited and I'm I'm still excited obviously I'm thrilled. I have so many podcast ideas and I even have some guests coming on. That's going to be so exciting. I have a, so many people I want to bring on this podcast because I think they have so much to say. But anyway, so that that's something that I think is important to to know about yourself. What recharges you and like what drains you? And knowing the difference between activities that recharge you and activities that drain you is the key, in my opinion, to like staying motivated and staying on top of everything that you're doing. And for example, okay, I have this blog on plants and pilates. It's called Serving Yourself to Then Serve Others. And in that blog, I discuss um, all the all the people I have to be on a daily basis and like all the faces I have to present to the world. And for example, I say like, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, I'm a student, I'm a business owner, I'm a dog mom, I'm a neighbor. Literally all these faces that I, I put on every single day. And I talk about the importance of knowing things that energize you so that way you can serve yourself to then serve others. And so like an example is like every morning when I wake up, The very first thing that I try to do is like get my daily movement in. I do like some yoga strength training or I'll ride my bike or I'll go for a walk or I'll just do some light stretching. Whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do right when I first wake up. And the reason I do it the second I wake up is simply so I can serve myself that energy that I know will recharge me so I have energy to then give to others throughout the day. To then give to my professors, my mother, my husband, my friends, my neighbors, all the people that are depending on me to serve them that day. The blog that I wrote goes a lot more into detail so I encourage you to read it if you're interested. It's at but. Once I started to figure out things that drained me versus things that energized me and I realized to, I realized how to use this to my advantage, light bulbs just started like I just started to connect the dots between how to be motivated and how to get things done. And, and it's simple. It's like it's like, okay, let's say I'm sitting at the computer all day and I'm on zoom calls all day and I've been doing homework assignments literally all day and i'm drained but i still have some plant orders to fulfill i still need to reply to a bunch of emails i still need to do this i still need to do that and a b c d and e still need to get done all before i go to bed but i'm drained so i start thinking okay what's going to re-energize me um okay i can maybe go for a walk outside i know that walking outside always re-energizes me or (laughs) maybe i could drink a yerba mate because that'll definitely that'll definitely energize me not just because of the high levels of caffeine but just because i i love that drink and that's always like my you know like my special drink the day like something that i'm always looking forward to like i can't wait to drink my yerba mate my coffee my matcha like whatever it is that day Or, I know that sometimes if I feel blurry in the mind, I feel like my thoughts are all over the place, sometimes I just need a journal and get a place to just get them out of my head and put them on paper where I know that those thoughts will stay there, but I don't need to keep them in my head. Just knowing the things that energize you, I'll do those things really quick, I'll get a quick recharge, and then I then have energy to proceed on with the rest of my day. And knowing this about myself, I have tons of things in my daily activities that drain me already and things that, you know, are just going to drain me, just like going to Zoom meetings and doing homework or whatever it is that might drain me that day. I didn't want another one of those things and I definitely do not want this podcast to be something that drains me. I want it to be something that energizes me. And so I feel like the lesson I kind of learned last week was... I was putting too much energy and too much ego into how I want this, the second episode of my podcast to be perceived and how I want it to be illustrated or whatever it is, but doing that took the fun out of the podcast and it started to quickly drain me. Although, sitting here talking just on a rant about I don't even know what I'm going to label this podcast at this point because I've gone on so many rants is now making me feel like this is what I wanted to do I literally just wanted to talk to people and I don't know who's listening and it may not be the most entertaining podcast but people who relate will stick around and they'll relate and they'll listen and that in itself is fulfilling enough you know you don't always have to be, like, the SNL that always has the most entertaining stuff because I have many platforms where I entertain people, where I, like, you know, like, whether it's, like, TikTok and I'm making plant reels and entertaining them on how to grow their plants bigger and stronger, this is, I'm just, like, admitting or, like, kind of surrendering to the fact that this this platform of a podcast, yes, it's a form of entertainment, but that doesn't need to be the pressure I put on myself. What the purpose I want from this podcast is just to be able to talk about everything and anything and lessons I've learned, lessons I'm learning. Obviously, I just learned this lesson last week and I'm sharing it on this podcast this week. And that's that's what I want to do. And I just want to document my growth. And this is only episode two. And so I'm sure by episode three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten that they will gradually get better and have a better flow and rhythm. And with that being said, if you have any topics you want me to cover, I encourage you to reach out to me. My Instagram is taylor underscore rockwell with three L's. And my business Instagram is plants dot and dot pilates. Or you can check me out at plantsandpilates.com. Uh, please, I really encourage you to reach out to me. I love talking to people and meeting new people and exchanging energy. It's it's something that I didn't realize I liked doing until I started to really take that in. Anyway, so I think I'm going to end the podcast here. Uh thank you so much for listening if you got this far. I know it was kind of all over the place, but again, let me know. Do you like the script or do you like the no the no script? Do you think I should do like script some and then like no script on others? And when I mean script, I just mean like you know, like an outline with more structure or like no script where I kind of just go off on like little rants and talk about everything and anything. I'm interested to know. um, I'm interested to see what I think at the end of this and kind of listen to it back. So thank you again. And I will see you guys next week in the next episode and reach out to me all the things, (laughs) all the things. Bye guys.